0: My name's Philip. his name's Gary, we both are here, and we ain't scary. Unlike the Midnight Sky that we just watched this past week. Gary, I've never introduced our podcast like that, but I wanted to try it out. What'd you think, man?
1: I appreciate the the, uh, variety of it. That you're bringing. I mean, Gary and, and Scary, I've always called myself Scary Gary. I think that the viewers need a little bit of spice, man, for the listeners. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I liked it. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, you know, we, we both watch the NBA, and so there's always like Scary Terry or, or you yeah. know, whatever. So I'm sure that that's probably whenever, like, if you're a wrestler, right, your name would probably have to be. I, cause a Barry, the, Gary the Barry kind of just doesn't sound well, there's, intimidating
1: There's Gary Bear and I, I I could play up the whole Gary Bear thing, you know
0: It still too. sounds far too cute, right like uh, yeah you'd, ha- you'd have to be like the rock level jacked where it's like you yeah. Yeah. it's you're too overwhelmingly manly to overcome the cuteness level of that name where it's like you don't make fun <laughs> of this guy. Yeah, at all. You, right. Like the guy could be named Princess, and you don't make fun of him because he's the freaking mountain from Game of Thrones.
1: Do you not you don't see me as that?
0: You know what? Do you do a couple more triceps and uh, you know bicep just, curls. Just just and, general seps. Yeah. 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 We'll just work on those steps, Yeah. And we'll for sure. we'll have another okay. conversation about it down the line. All right.
1: All right. Next time we do something in person, like after COVID, you'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You'll absolutely. See. In the meantime, we'll have a conversation about the movie we just watched. I'm pretty fresh off of watching it. Uh, you probably haven't. Mr. Floby himself stars yeah. in it. George Clooney. <laughs> we talked about this a couple weeks ago in uh, yeah. Give Me Five. If you haven't heard the entire episode, go give it a listen. We go into far more detail. But George Clooney, he uh, he cuts his own hair. He's a master of, of many crafts, and one of which is his, his uh, hair-crafting abilities. But we're going to be talking about his acting abilities this week in uh, a film that... Is a uh, sci-fi drama? When she would you say, Gary?
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say it's 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 a post-apocalyptic sci-fi drama type thing. I got a lot of things to say. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh,
0: so going uh, again, I, I the best way I can advise myself or anybody to go into watching a film is that they need to go in with the least amount of expectations, the least amount of knowledge. At best. At best, you find out who's in the project, who directs it, maybe some production elements. I don't know if if you're if you're going to go watch a uh, a superhero film, maybe get familiar with surrounding universe ideas. But in general, just go in blind. That's how it's I always find the best. Yeah, it's very yeah. nice to go in blind. I've had more experiences where I felt better going in blind than going in fully knowing and having everything. Uh, spooned out to me some people yeah. aren't like us Gary they love to know the ending before going in I say they are heathens but I knew I didn't know a lot going into this one and um, it's certainly certainly a, a scooch different for George Clooney specifically uh, this this is something of a of a step out from his normal stuff in terms of uh, it's not it's um, I don't know nothing will ever be as as nuanced or unique a performance as he gave in "O oh Brother, Where Art Thou," but this was uh, this was kind of bordering on that. Just in that, uh, yeah. it, it was uh, it was certainly a, a a testament to his acting skills to be um, alone to a point, then to be kind of controlling the entire scenes that he was in, to then incorporating one other person. There's a lot to be said about this film, Gary.
1: Ye- yes, that is um one of the only kind things I have to say, just to give you a little preview Ooh. of where I'm at. Um yeah, you know what, I'll I'll start where I like to start. Yeah, go ahead. With um with the premise. So this is the year I believe twenty forty nine and Earth has just gone through some calamity. There's a title that says like th- what, like three weeks after the event, yeah. The event, yes. event which is probably some climate event or maybe a, a world war type event but it seems like it's it's like a climate event pretty much the surface of earth is uninhabitable and yeah
0: uh, it looked like uh, i think we're supposed to in, have insinuated to us that it's like a nuclear waste uh yeah. due to bombs going off in major cities and and what have you
1: yeah I, yeah exactly and and Clooney is some scientist who lives in an arctic research site you know down in the top corner of the world and everybody else is leaving, and he uh, chooses to stay behind to send out messages to these other missions that are out there. Um, And then it gets pretty convoluted after that, but it's basically like a man-against-nature, man-against-self movie combined with a... Space Odyssey? It's really lame. (laughs) Space Odyssey where there is this crew that was... um, on one of Jupiter's moons that they call K23, and they are coming back to Earth to tell the Earthlings, "Hey, this planet, that this moon is inhabitable. Come on, guys, let's go." They made some great discoveries, but then <sighs> everything goes dark. Not, they haven't heard back from Earth or from anybody, and um, I, I don't know where else to go after that plot-wise. There's a little girl that shows up that Clooney has to take care of. He thought it was just him. But it's himself and this little girl and they basically have to charge the Arctic to another space station so that they can get a message out to, you know, this spaceship. And um wow. Does it really go off the rails in not a great way for me? Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I,
0: I I usually I'm the optim or you're the optimist and I'm the 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 one who finds faults and everything and it looks like we're going to be on our on our flipped on our heels today
1: yeah i didn't like it (laughs) all right i think
0: yeah i i can uh, yes it's very very subtle gary but let's see if we can maneuver our way through this so i wonder i wonder if you found uh, a positive as i did the the world building the scene building the 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 structural settings of both worlds I thought was quite good. Uh, I, For me, I thought like the pill canisters were something of a, of a cool improvement. George Clooney consistently takes these pills, and uh, they're out of this uh, novel thing. Which, by the way, I find it funny that that's what updated in everything in the world. Uh, it was a nice little update, yeah. but I'm telling you. <laughs> those little p- revolvable pill things, we're stuck with those until... Until they have ones that just instantly Amazon instant it to right to you, like the vein of your heart that exactly that <laughs> offers a, a nice little push and then you can get your pills directly uh, radiated down into your in directly into your bloodstream. Those those little plastic containers they aren't going anywhere, but it's cute that they tried to upgrade them. But hey, that that added to the world building. I I enjoyed that. Uh, I and. Uh, yeah, it it I know that there were some subtle details. the The ship looked fairly unique compared to what everything else I had seen. Uh, you know, this side of Armageddon, uh, a space odyssey, maybe even some Star Trek. It, it was unique yeah. enough to to warrant me being like, okay, that's that's inventive. It's new. Um, and uh, you know, even within inside the inside the spaceship, the a lot of the the space station and uh, observation decks that they had felt uh felt unique you know it felt like uh, you know if we're if we're uh, building a comparison to spider-man it looked like the symbiotic you know like veiny outreaches of of you know on that just held up the structures of the wall and then i enjoyed the the blanketed <laughs> the blanket effect that the outside walls had on the on the space shuttle it was it was quite nice it was quite nice did you agree with me gary
1: that's all well and good um, There's some <laughs> some nifty stuff, and th- the person I watched it with actually kind of wanted more of that, and and I was happy with kind of the subtle amount of like this is what's going on, this is just kind of how the world is that we were given, but I will not be fooled with these parlor tricks. I will Man. not I will not be given a, a little wall that jiggles in an asteroid thing that and be like nice. well, I that like was the cool. But wall. then I was like. That was the only cool part about the last 20 minutes was that this is my 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 main problem the the kryptonite of the movie um wow. is so, so
0: before before we get to the to the nasty inside of the Oreo <laughs> you have you have nothing nice to say about this film. Oh, nothing. Clooney's
1: fantastic. His acting okay. is great. Okay. Um I, that, I the agreed. little girl's good. Clooney's Clooney is like legit fantastic. Um
0: he he certainly pulls his to weight.
1: The point where it's frustrating cuz like pretty much nobody else is. Um that's, I mean, yeah, the rest of the stuff is fine. I actually was kind of annoyed by the, the uh, CGI on K23. I thought it could have been better. I was like, you guys made this last year. Looks like it was made 10 years ago. I don't know. O- o- whenever something isn't, like, astounding on my TV, I'm like, come on. I- I- I've been spoiled enough with mm. good effects that I just like, expect it now. This is a big production but it really so so just
0: to reintroduce this to the entire audience in case you you ate a skittle and the crunch in the back of your mouth just absolutely drained it out for that half a millisecond that gary actually acknowledged that there was a good aspect to this film george clooney did a fantastic job i just want to reiterate that as we go forth and skewer this and fillet this film down to the bloody pulp that gary wants it to be go ahead gary go ahead
1: here's my thing it's not okay to me it's it's a bad movie but it's not like terrible Um, it's not, you know, the worst thing I've ever seen, but the main thing that makes it so frustrating is the kind of, it could have been so much better in the sense that it's so uneven in every way for me. The pacing is very janky. Um, I feel like movies should be on an upward Trajectory, you know the stakes and the pace and your interest in you know the life or death circumstances should be steadily increasing until you get to a breaking point and that's the climax of the movie. That's how every story goes. This movie to me did not have it, and I think that that's a symptom of cutting back and forth between the stories and. If, if you're going to cut back and forth, a great movie that I just watched that's a lot like this is The Martian. I watched it like three weeks ago randomly. Oh, yeah. I was, wow. I was, yeah, I was happy that yeah, I just so watched it. so many
0: comparisons to that film in, in this. Obviously, with yeah. space travel and You have a you man alone
1: of, and then the crew that is doing the crew thing. And even though they're on two different trajectories, they, their storylines both have to be steadily escalating. To the point where we don't know if they're gonna pull it off. I, yes, I, *The Martian*
0: best nominated for best uh, original comedy in the Golden Globes. Uh, the, the Golden Globes
1: was, notoriously yeah, weird. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> in, circumstances.
1: Yeah. No, just um, the the sense of danger in a movie where it's literally about like the life and death of the human race. To me, it's like the stakes on paper are eleven out of ten, but in the movie, they're like a three out of ten. I'm think and and i i don't usually get mad at people saying that's or i I usually get mad at people saying that stuff is slow and boring because i feel like our attention spans have been ruined by tv and tiktok but this movie was slow and boring and i never (laughs) think stuff is slow and boring man i mean the the cutting back and forth i mean the uh, the the storyline up on, on, on the spaceship um is just like 10 steps down from the story on earth it's there's no great acting there's <laughs> Only one moment of engagement at all. And it's actually, you know, another positive is the scene where Maya, the astronaut, is in a bloody heap. They pull her yeah, helmet off. Let, that just looks
0: cool. Let's do our, our normal show. If you haven't seen the film, let's be honest. Why we'll are you it. listening to us? Let, yeah. let, listen to us afterwards. We want you to listen. But listen to us after you watch this film. If so, if, if not, if you, if you absolutely refuse to... We kind of don't blame you. But still, we at least feel (laughs) obligated to say that we will be spoiling some things in this film. And I give it back to you, Gary, as I go to sneeze. Yeah.
1: Here we go. There we go. I am honestly, I know I'm a little bit all over the place because there's so many little things. I'm like, why'd you have to do that? Why'd you have to do that? And it's all stemming from there's not a natural progression of stakes from the beginning to the end. It doesn't seem... Like, it's logically going up in momentum. It's like it's like a heartbeat monitor. It's up and down, up and down, but not in a good way. It's all over the place, you know. And like I said, the the biggest thing is cutting to that plot up on the spaceship and the fact that on Earth it's very stagnant the, the entire time. I mean, I, I could pick out... I've got things that I've, I've written down here, scenes and scenes like question mark, question mark. Why do they do that? What the hell? <laughs> it makes no sense. You know, it's. Uh, all right. So here's a, the thing is that yeah. it felt
0: it felt like a movie in search of a good ending. Right. So uh, the ending was was fine. But uh, so often it misjudged. It, it, it went to moments back into the other world and into the other scene, into another moment in time right when it was actually getting to a moment that you wanted, that you were finally getting vested yeah. in. So, like, uh, for instance, you're right. You're absolutely correct. The Maya scene, the Maya, where, she's, where, she's, where she dies, where she's in a blaze heap. visually... Absolutely fantastic! I, mean, I really the enjoyed blood, it. Blood the blood, like, The blood droplets were really cool. I love that they used it to symbolize. And then once it, again, uh,
1: man, the parlor tricks, though the parlor tricks. I will sure. not. I will not be swindled by I get these it. parlor I get tricks.
0: You, ref- <laughs> you refuse to be amused by that which you have profused to hate but i what i'm saying is is that so many times there were t- there were uh, there were moments where i was far more invested in in the george clooney plot line and then they yeah. would just cut to a boring uh, what are you going to name your kid a uh, scene with on the space station and then finally they get to the Maya scene, and then now we're just we're just going to george clooney puking or yeah. or going onto this plane when it didn't make any sense why was he why was he on this why was he why did they even show this scene of them uh, on this crashed plane with this dying Alan Tudyk who just happened to uh, needed to be shot it, it made no sense
1: it's all because like on paper you're like oh this is a, a survivalist space movie so if we're in space we want to show the space people doing space people things like oh what are you gonna name your baby or having a little virtual reality breakfast with your family when those those are all things that I guess help with the world and then you know like back on earth where you has to shoot the guy but it's executed so poorly and it's so boring Feels like there's no point to it. I mean, truly, up uh, like w- one of my big things was with the crew that was in space. There, I get no sense at all that there's any type of damaged psyche. The fact that like they've been away you know, for two years, away for two years, and they all just are kind of finding out that like everyone has died, and somewhere in there they're singing "Sweet Caroline." Maybe that's before that, but still, I just it doesn't seem like a natural progression of like, you know, you're like, oh, they're they're lonely. <laughs> that's really it. Like there's really, it feels very easy outside of that.
0: Well, they even know? noted it. They said if this were a less experienced crew, fear might've overtaken.
1: Exactly. It. See, they said that as an excuse, I have that down here and I put any other crew would be freaking out in this situation, but it's like, you, you can't just have them not freak out because he said, well, any other crew would be freaking out, but we're totally fine because they're, they're too fine. These people are weirdly chill And it's – and just in in the movie, like, they don't seem experienced. I don't know or care about what their jobs are or really what they're doing. You know, I think that good sci-fi movies give you a sense of who a person is without giving you, like, the backstory of that person. And that's why movies with with crews, like an ensemble cast like a crew, are great if they can avoid showing you this is what they were like when they were 10. You know, they have them do an action on the ship and you get, oh, this guy is the cocky but insecure asshole character who – x y and z you didn't have any of that they they would say things you know it's it's weak
0: so it seems like your biggest problem in the film was a lot of the interchangeability the uh, the existence of pointless scenes (laughs) and honestly for me it was uh, there were times where i saw uh where i saw that there were uh there were times that I saw pointless times coming and, and, and a lot of things were predictable. Like, I don't know about you, but I, I at least saw and saw coming the <laughs> that the girl wasn't real. because but yeah. part of the reason why was because she was so unbelievable as a character that it was almost screaming in your face that if you don't if you believe that she is indeed real, you're stupid because if you know I, I have right now in my house a six year old child or I don't know how old she's supposed yeah. <laughs> to be. But no six year old or or whatever age range that is, who is that developed enough to like understand and, and communicate or whatever is that quiet for that damn long. And so the and the apps while I understand now it helps to at least have us buy as a concept that she was a figment of his imagination. And even more so uh, the the twist ending is is a bit of a reach, but okay. I, I, I it was at least viable, credible. I it still yeah. led for a lacking in the beginning when when they're trying to create this relationship between the two. I the, the lack of dialogue tr- hurt tremendously. Like it, it felt like the only purpose that she did, at least felt justified at the end that she was a twist uh, aspect of it. But it felt like. While I was going through it, while I was living and watching the film, the only purpose that she served was to get George Clooney, somebody to talk explanations through, like to say, "Well okay, we need to move to a bigger satellite." otherwise no, she, how yeah, does
1: he- she's usually she's literally the audience conduit of him saying, "Oh man, yes. he's looking at him, he goes, "Well, our antenna is too short, so we're gonna have to go and get a bigger antenna." And that's like, you could show that without dialogue so simply. You don't, don't treat us like we're stupid as audience members. And he, and they're using the little girl, like you said, to get through, you know, plot points. And it's, th- the whole reason of the little girl being there, I think, in their minds thematically is, you know, like Clooney's character has to go through this journey where he regrets not being a father. And so he has to, you know, have this journey where he feels what he was missing out on and then it's revealed that she was fake and you know he was with her all along because she was doing whatever in space but the execution is so poor like you said those scenes between them where they have no dialogue they could be a lot stronger because scenes with no dialogue if they're done well are fantastic they're like mesmerizing and george clooney's a great actor and he can pull it off but and there were moments of that i mean it's like like cute and just far too
0: many far too many scenes that that made it made it unbelievable
1: and if you want to so i'm thinking of the movie that came out either last year or the year before called At astra and that whole Hmm. entire movie is about brad pitt like wrestling with like the implications of being the son of his father and sure. this movie is trying to get at you know some similar parent-child themes, but you ha- if you have to talk through them like this, it's like it, it didn't work for me a- a- at all. Like a- at the end, I, f- I was debating and I wanted to hear from you how you felt about just the fact that they chose to put in like an apparition of a girl. Like w- what is that doing for George Clooney's character? Is, is she supposed to just be you know like a symptom of his? you know, disease and he feels so psychologically broken about the fact that he abandoned this kid. Or is it like, I feel like there wasn't much thought given to this is why we're going to have her be a fake person instead of now it's just like a cool twist at the end. It was really like, aha, look, I think it was, I
0: I honestly think that they were just trying to at least create some connection between the two. So again, again, I think, what it feels like to me, I have no earthly idea or K three idea on what, what was really created in that, in that writing room. But it felt like to me, they wanted a cool moment at the end where the two talked. And as they're talking, we're discovering the, a really cool moment of the, the two pilots or the pilot and, and the special consultant going down into earth, going to their impending doom and death. And then, while they're talking we're also discovering that hey these two were, were connected all along that's great uh but it's still did, and and i think that they tried to contour the rest of the th- scenes and everything towards that motivation to be like where he's so racked up with guilt that it gives him motivation not not to not to obviously it wasn't to save himself because that wasn't happening they weren't going to come back down and, and pick him up or anything it wasn't to even save humanity, because there's only two of them. Yes, she's pregnant, but you can't repopulate a whole human population with just with uh, two people.
1: Two people. It's, yeah, it can't happen.
0: Which, as a side note, I, I feel like it's completely irresponsible, the two guys, once they found out that, that the world was ending, for them to now go down. Like, there.
1: Honestly, guys, we need donors. We, it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, need, we need more samples.
0: So, not to be so crass, but yes, yes, absolutely. We do, I mean,
1: what, what, I, I, I was waiting because, you know, there's people obviously underground on Earth, and they're going to, right? They're going to have to get to K23. I mean, we could talk about, like, a lot of the how, shit that was left out. Works, yeah. <laughs> the, and, the technical and, stuff that really falls apart. Yeah. I
0: mean, if you want to go technical, I think the most technologically, like, just as far as a script construction doesn't work. The hungover, burgeoning alcoholic. Wakes up to the single beep of an alarm. In the beginning, George Clooney, <laughs> after listening to Tennessee whiskey, wakes up to one little beep off of his alarm. Give me a break! Give me a break! That was just the most unbelievable thing of it all. And honestly, this film doesn't <laughs> this film doesn't deserve us to to go so deep into uh, the the cr- criti- cr- critical levels because I think I think it was it was too long. Very rarely do I have a film that I feel like doesn't justify its padded It's run funny, because
1: if it's like a sci-fi epic like this, it, sh- it should be two hours. I mean, The Martian's like almost three, you know, and it, and it chews up every minute. This movie is like, oh, my God. But there now are we're stakes.
0: Back. Yeah, there are stakes clear and present throughout The Martian. In this one, you, I can think of just off the top of my head without actually living in it, two scenes that are just unnecessary. Yeah. Not, not just like you can trim them unnecessary just take them out and the film doesn't change and the film can move on faster tell me that's that's dangerous
1: like at at what time how many times were you legitimately thinking or worried about the characters dying maybe twice the entire movie maya dies and it's like oh this is real yeah yeah that Um, felt
0: that felt yeah, but at the same time, it was kind of weird, and I I didn't necessarily care. Yeah. But sure, yes, and yes. Maybe
1: I when they're in the ice, when it's him and the girl, and their little little enclosure starts to sink. But I mean, right right from the beginning, Clooney, his character has a ticking clock. He needs blood transfusions and pills. Like, why not ramp that up more? I mean, I'm never once actually scared that Clooney gonna die. Like, they make him sick in the beginning, and then it's just kind of a thing. I, and and hey, it's he,
0: ju- yeah, and then he gives up on that on that very idea. That's like the, the I,
1: strongest. Plot device, play, play your strongest card. Your main character character could die at any moment. You know, like in, in, in The Martian, if he steps outside of his suit for a second, he's dead. And you always, so if there's one little puncture in the suit, you're like, oh my God, as an audience member, you freak out. But with this movie, it's a space movie. You can do all of those things. Even when the asteroids start tearing up their ship, you, you never have really any sense of danger. I, I, I was very rarely, like, emotionally thinking about you know the characters lives being in danger and in a movie like this you have to be and it's like so weak sauce
0: yeah the only time that i've truly felt any character in danger was when they went outside and maya was missing or maya the 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 iris iris the daughter was missing yeah and uh, the other was when maya died cuz i knew somebody yeah. was going to die i didn't know who didn't didn't i guess i should have known it would be the token black person but hey um
1: yeah, what's up with that, man? That <laughs> thought we had moved past that. Come on, guys.
0: I don't know. I don't know. It, it was just there was a lot. Anyway, I
1: assumed, Because I, I was talking to Jesse when we were watching it. I was like, someone's going to die. Jesse, like, oh, your
0: girlfriend. Just my girlfriend,
1: be... Jesse. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, so someone on this space crew has to die. And if they don't, it's the weakest move ever. But so, someone will die. And I was like, wait, they're going on a spacewalk. There's a person of color with them out there, a black Q. girl.
0: She's, two. There two were two people. Of color, people of color. I, and you knew it was going to be one of the other because the, the, they yeah. aren't going to kill the pregnant woman, right? And
1: they, uh, I, 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 They should have because let me just say, as a parallel, what, what's her fate? What, I forget the actress' name. Felicity, um, Felicity Jones. Oh, Jones. Yes. The one yes. who plays Sully is also Jen Erso in Rogue One. And Rogue One <laughs> is really similar to this movie in that the first two-thirds of the movies are super boring. The last 30 minutes are pretty cool, but it's not enough to make up for the fact that you gave me nothing but wheat for the first, you know, hour and a half. And then you can't show me some cool stuff the last half hour and expect me to now care about these characters. And, so, and you know what? Something about her, I'm sure that she's, like, a great actress, but is she not kind of flat and bland
0: like, there are a lot of times where I just don't see what casting directors see.
1: She, but it's and not. She it's was not nominated not for an Oscar and the Theory of Everything, which I never saw. I'm sure she's great. I'm just she saying, she's pretty great in that. Her, I, I mean, there's admit. some people whose strength is you know their stoicism, and she's one of those. But like, it's not working in this movie she's just, just just boring and she and I have no faith in her and David Oyelowo's character and like okay these are the two people who are going to restart humanity I didn't well, know that kind of came
0: out of left field too right <laughs> I I had no idea when they were playing yeah. cards I was like oh she's pregnant I I just thought that she yeah. went on the mission I don't know what I I just thought okay so maybe they froze her and then so she halted her pregnant I didn't I had no idea until she had started a conversation with him that oh let's let's name our baby I had no idea yeah. that these two were romantically in a relationship and maybe you can chalk that up to characters of like where you're, you're just, you're in a crew more so than you're in a relationship in love with each other. Yeah. Uh, but I had no idea. Like, okay. And, if
1: these guys are the new Adam and Eve. It's just not going to work out for us.
0: Yeah. Um, as we near the end of this, this film, shout out to young George Clooney completely oh. had his cadence down. Oh, and, oh my and, goodness.
1: And, that was great. That was great. That was I wild. actually,
0: I am all for, it, especially in a space film, where we've seen Disney just go up the wazoo of this de aging technology. I actually enjoyed a comeback to form, and I we actually, were saying
1: I, that too, yeah. Yeah, just
0: like, just tell me that it's their younger version, or or at least heavily insinuate it, and let me let me buy it. I I, I am all for that. I that was
1: I'm, I I I freaked out about that more than anything. I was like, dude, this guy. Generally looks and really sounds like Clooney. Oh my God! It was at first I thought that they had like dubbed over Clooney's voice to this actor. I mean, he he was that good at being a a Clooney impersonator. I mean, his this this kid, he's got to be doing like you know children's birthday parties as Clooney or something because some some really good stuff right there. But you see,
0: oh sorry, I I was just I, I I'm I'm on a different point. But continue what you were saying.
1: No, I was gonna say it's, I was just gonna take another dump on it. The only things that I could really get out of it were like silly little things like that. Um, truthfully, I mean, it's 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 very very frustrating. I'll I'll do the more in my last remarks how frustrated I am. But yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Felicity Jones having an accent felt weird, um, especially knowing everything about this.
1: Um, well, her yeah, mom's kind of British.
0: Bo- I guess it still it still felt weird, but what kind yeah. of bullshit name is Hyacinth? That's <laughs> once that became a and they actually started mulling around it like it was an actual yeah. thing. I was like, okay, all right, I'm I'm so done, I'm so out. Um, yeah, I think that that's honestly it's a oh, it's a movie that that burgeons and gets right on the edge. Of no need to watch this not even because it's bad I wouldn't even say it's bad it's got a great performance it's got a great performance in it I just don't think there's a point to it but like it's very boring very predictable so uh Gary what would you what what are your last thoughts on it and then give me your rating on a, a scale of one to five communication dishes
1: Oof. I. This is one of those movies where right afterwards I hopped into the shower with my girlfriend. <laughs> like the water got cold because we were like <laughs> talking about it so much, mainly me taking dumps on it. Um, just here's I, the thing. I feel like it needs to be said. <laughs> well, never mind. Never mind. You,
0: you. She, it was so demanding uh, uh, and thought provoking. You both jumped in the shower to just cleanse yourselves of.
1: Yeah. No, exactly. Right. And I don't. I don't poop in the shower. I'm not one of those weirdos who does that. Right. But anyways, um, it's, I, I, I wanted to love it so much because I love high concept stuff. I actually wrote a pilot last year about um, uh, basically people who go out to scout another planet to see if it's you know viable for human colonization. I love this type of stuff. And it, I was really, really, really disappointed. There's a few positives. Clooney's performance is good. A few things here and there. The death scene is like legit cool. Maya's scene that we talked about. But... Otherwise, really, my thing is lack of stakes and the fact that the whole thing um, feels pretty uneven pace-wise. It's wildly uneven, and it's kind of boring to watch. I mean, I noticed 45 minutes in that I still wasn't really, really into what was going on, and that's a problem. If you don't have me in the first 30 minutes, that's a problem. Um, So overall... You know, I, I wanted to like it because most things that have the Netflix logo on it are generally pretty good, but they do make a lot of stuff, so they have to have some misses. Sorry, Mr. Clooney. I know you directed it. I tip my hat to you, but this just wasn't it, man. This just wasn't it. You know, Gravity was your sci fi, um, you know, peak.
0: All right. And then so.
1: Oh, wait. I need to rate it, don't you I? You do. You do. I would so far. Okay, so out of five, am, am I going?
0: Yes, out of five broken comms mm. pieces, how many does this get?
1: It's not rewatchable, and I've seen a lot better like sci-fi thinkers that make me think more about these themes with way less budget. Um, didn't, I didn't get much out of it at all, except for being like, yeah, Clooney's still got it acting-wise. I'm going to give it a one. Whoa. Yeah. Even a tremendous acting experience does nothing for you. No, wasn't there. I mean, wh- what a waste of a cast, too. I mean, they've got some a I mean, David Oyelowo, you know, yeah. George Clooney, Coach Chandler from Friday Night Lights, and Felicity Jones. I mean, these are all really, really big people and um, just a whole plate of nothing. I mean, if you, if these people weren't in the movie, it would be bad.
0: All right. Yeah. I. I mean, wow. Again, this is awkward that I'm I'm the optimist and uh, enjoying this film more than you. I, yeah, I think it's worth a watch. It sounds like you don't even think it's worth watching. Um, I think it's worth a nah. watch for Clooney, like especially if you're going through Clooney's best hits. And it's not terrible. I've I've maybe I've just and sat through worst in this holiday season and that it makes that's what made it a pa- something of a palate cleanser for me. Yeah. But uh, I would go with uh, the two. I would go with the two out of five and yeah. uh, know that it's not going to make anybody's favorite film unless that film is specifically Clooney's best performance.
1: So Dare I say the weakest movie we've watched since we restarted this? Because I know you didn't like Evil Dead, but I was Evil Dead. Is like mm. going to remain n- notorious. Mm. This movie w- will not remain anything.
0: I see. It it's just... it's it's got the worst sin of all. It's forgettable. At least evil evil and, and, dead.
1: And you notice, like, because I remember, like, for like a solid two weeks, uh-huh. when you logged into Netflix, you only saw Clooney's frozen beard, and now it's gone because they know it's bad. They, <laughs> they're like, you know what? We got to get something oh, else. Out don't there. do we Clooney can't, we can't like that, <laughs> man. No, no.
0: They got Clooney and his frozen beard. They remain on top of of some lists. I'm not saying every list, but some lists. And uh, yeah, it's. I, I mean, I'm not gonna go to the ends of the earth towards the tippy point of the North Pole, in between the mountain ridges where the air is cleanest, to defend George Clooney on this one. No, no, no. But I, I still say it's slightly better than the one out of five you so disrespectively gave it, and.
1: Uh, I rare, I you know me like you said. I I rarely. Roast anybody? I know. I, I always try to like find a silver lining, but I didn't. Ha- I mean, for me, I I was mad. I was like, guys, you sure sh- you serve me this? All right. You know I don't eat meat, and this is rancid. And this is
0: rancid. This is poultry. This is Alan Tudyk on a platter. All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but that is uh, how we saw it. Let us know. Yeah, give us a follow. Give us a uh, tell us in our comments and our profiles for podcast is emeritus Gary Boucher I'm Philip Emery and thank you so much for listening and uh, you know maybe in the future watching who knows we'll live stream one day we'll be together we'll uh, and uh, even though we are apart on this particular episode and probably our gimme five as well one day Gary I will see you again and you know what you can uh, you know what you can call me when you see me again and you know what you can say right to my face and what's that what you know what you can say You can say my name is Augustine.